Hope is the devil's favorite poison. He dangles it in front of me, gets me to run for it, only to snatch it away at the very last moment. And I fall for it. Every. Damn. Time. Johnny Blaze. Aloha, bienvenidos, and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. I'm Professor T. And I'm Professor Z. Much like the starting zone of many video games, the goal of our island resort is to teach visiting noobs about geeky subjects. But away from the stress of having to worry about sweaty tryhards, griefers, know-it-alls, or neckbeards. We like to think of it as learning and luxury. Noob? Yes, Professor? Tell the class something about yourself, your name, and what you're here to learn about. I need a haircut? Uh, my name is Mackenzie, and I'm here to learn about magic in the Marvel Universe. How do you, your hair looks like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that in mind, my Professor Z... I was never Z... that clean in my entire life while I still had some. <laughs> I'm looking at hair right now. <laughs> if Gallagher's counts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Z, what's our lesson for today? Johnny Blaze, the Ghost Rider. He doesn't have hair when he's in his ghost form. No, it's just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you know about Ghost Rider? I'm actually curious. What uh, I knew nothing before okay. going in. You just knew yeah. motorcycle. There was a movie plane. that I saw a few pictures of that looked really weird. Uh-huh. Um, I knew he existed, and their motorcycles are sometimes involved in chains. That was it. That actually kind of fits into one thing I was going to explain here. Um... So, I mean, for the last couple episodes, we've been talking about the fact that, like, this is confusing because it's the devil and the devil lies. Mm-hmm. This one is confusing for multiple reasons, and only one of them is the, it's devil, the devil lies. And the devil lies. <laughs> but also, because heaven has a vested interest, and heaven also lies in this. And then really, because I have never read a character who has been so heavily retconned as Johnny Blaze has. To the point that most of the things that we know Ghost Rider as, as the Spirit of Vengeance, as the uh, Chains, all of that, he didn't have that for the first 30 years of his existence. He didn't have those until the early 2000s. Right. All the things we normally think of like being associated with Ghost Rider is Danny Ketch. Which is who will be our next episode. Uh, He'll come up here, but he's primarily next episode. And then eventually Johnny plays. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there is kind of three or four significant periods of Johnny Plays' existence. And I'm going to go into this a little bit before we go into the, the actual history because you kind of need it to help explain why some of these things do not line up. The Spirit of Vengeance, as it, you know, like they called him that sometimes, but it was just kind of like calling him the, the Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. It didn't really mean anything. The original story was... Uh, a man possessed by a demon, and it was pretty much a modern Western in the 70s. It was a motorcycle instead of a horse and, you know, gas stations and stuff, but there was a whole lot of, like, Native American tribes and riding across the West and old-school, like, country music would have been playing for a lot of this stuff as it went along. Mm. I mean, not, like, 
happy modern peppy country, but like Johnny Cash, Christopherson, like, like, like Outlaw Country. Yeah, Outlaw Country. I've listened to Not a lot of Outlaw country. country while reading for this to get the right <laughs> mindset down. It's great. Oh, I love Outlaw Country. That's the original Johnny uh, Blaze series. He is the only Ghost Rider. There is no overarching canon other than Devil, Demon, Ghost, ghost Rider. Rider. He then disappears for nine years, almost as long as he was there. Uh, when the second Ghost Rider comes out, it is retconned to it is a single family curse. Everyone in this family, or not everyone, but the firstborn son of this family will become a Ghost Rider. But it's just a family curse. Mm. It is then retconned again years later when they return Johnny as the main Ghost Rider. One, he suddenly has all of their power, or all of the classic Ghost Rider powers, which we will get into when it gets there. But it's revealed that Heaven might be involved. And that uh, there is not just Ghost Riders beyond this family, but there are Ghost Riders across the world now. There are Ghost Riders across history. There is now Ghost Riders as far back as at least 1 million B.C., like, Ghost Riders predate humanity, which is kind of the, the third era that I was talking about. Like, first era, classic Ghost Rider. Second era, he's not a Ghost Rider, but he is interacting with the larger canon. And then the third era is he's a Ghost Rider and what that means. And each one of these kind of has their own unique and independent history that tie to each other, but are in no way beholden. To the point, and I heard this quote in a podcast and then I couldn't find it again, but Jason Aaron, who wrote some of the stuff that we're going to be taught, some of the stuff we read for this, he wrote the Avengers issues. When he was writing Ghost Rider, was like, you know, you listen to the canon, but like with Ghost Rider, you are in no way beholden to what has come before. You toss in a couple of links, but you do your own story. You tell the best one that you have. No one has really worried about a single overarching storyline. So, of course, what we're going to do now is to try and present this as a single overarching storyline. What could go wrong? Everything. (laughs) I have faith. So, first things first, we are going to attempt to explain the basic concept of the Spirits of Vengeance. Literally, one of the most important things about the Spirits of Vengeance is that we do not know their origin. We today refer to them as Ghost Riders, (laughs) because they all tend to ride something. Mm-hmm. Could be a mammoth, could be an elephant. I think one rides a bicycle. Could be your uncle. Lots of horses. Hey, at one point, Johnny does ride, and I think you read these issues in Damnation, a dead elephant man mutant <laughs> Yeah, that he sets on fire and rides through hell. Mammomax. Yeah. That happens. That's, yes. Oh, it's so cool, too. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ghost Rider canon is absolute nonsense, and I apologize, but Ghost Rider might be, on the coolness scale, the coolest thing we have covered. Like, if anyone deserves to be painted on the side of a van, it's Johnny Blaze. So, the Spirits of Vengeance, and the answer has two possible origins, and the current answer is, both might be true? Question mark? One is that Mephisto just keeps making Ghost Riders, and no one's 100% sure why, as we have talked about in the Mephisto episode. We know definitively that he has made Ghost Riders. He has made deals. It has happened. But there is another claim that they are actually not hell-based, but heaven-based. That they uh, were created using part of God's power, with one theory being that 
Okay, we got to go into the Bible a little bit here, but I'll be real quick about it. After the flood, God promised that he would never do that again. Mm. Because it turns out that's kind of a messed up thing to do to people. Hence rainbows. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, I was not raised religious, so I'm glad that you guys are knowing a little more of this than me. But in the Marvel mythology, he was still mad about the fact that people just didn't stop sinning. <laughs> they kind of kept it up the whole time. <laughs> so he created basically a supernatural CIA. Hell and those are the spirits of vengeance. Got it. One of the people who is supposed to be in charge of this is one of two people with a name that starts with Z, the Archangel Zadkiel. Zadkiel sucks. Mm. And literally one of his main jobs is to keep the true origin of the Spirits of Vengeance secret. But Zadkiel, if I understand this correctly, and if I don't, I will correct myself uh, on the Danny Ketch one because Zadkiel will come up quite a bit in Danny Ketch as well. Zadkiel sided with Lucifer in his rebellion against heaven. However, he then switched sides back to heaven and sold out Lucifer, helping Lucifer be defeated. Triple agent. So, well, no. uh, Benedict Arnold. Got it. Um, (laughs) uh, However, he wasn't just allowed back into heaven. Because, you know, he still sided with Lucifer mm-hmm. and was assigned basically to be the head of the CIA for heaven. We're using CIA a lot because it's the easiest example. But, you know, heaven having a CIA is a horrifying concept because <laughs> if I, you've ever read anything about the CIA. I guess that makes sense why they don't they say in the comic series they don't fit in either place. Like there's no afterlife for them because they're not accepted into heaven, but they have no place in hell. Yeah, but then they have their place in hell. Yeah. Like, and they um, also send people to hell. So. And here is the thing. No matter what is the origin of the Spirits of Vengeance, they are with one basic goal. They will punish the wicked. That scale can go insane and way out of power, mm-hmm. um, especially without a human host to go with it, which is why they tend to be attached to a human host. This brings us to the next Z-named person that we need to know, the demon Zarathos. I am not 100% sure on that pronunciation, no, that's how I but I'm going to go with Zarathos. It is Z-A-R-A-T-H-O-S. Got it. Zarathos, in his original storyline, is definitively not a spirit of vengeance. He is not. Later stories, modern stories, treat him as a spirit of vengeance. I do not have a way to explain that shift. I'm going to try and come up with one, which will come up a little later, but uh, is about all I got on that. Cool. In the early story, Zarathos was a demon that Mephisto considered a potential threat to him, so he defeated him and then tortured him for the rest of existence. Personally, before I realized that he's now definitively a spirit of vengeance, I considered him like we, we've met dukes of hell, like mm-hmm. lower levels who aren't hell lords, but are like high power. I consider Zarathos somewhere along those lines and maybe a demon that was getting close to becoming a hell lord, but I hadn't hit it yet when Mephisto stepped in and decided to just kick him in the head repeatedly. Mm-hmm. This brings us 
There's a lot of this brings us to, but we are now to the point where we're about to start talking, almost to the point where we start talking about Johnny Blaze. Thank you. I apologize. Johnny Blaze is part of the Kale family, the Kale family line. Noble Kale is a early ghost rider, was the earliest ghost rider, and now we find out he's way later on in the storyline. Uh, he will come up significantly more next episode. But the important part to mention here is that his line was cursed by Mephisto that the firstborn son or the firstborn child, not son, firstborn child specifically, will become a ghost rider, will become the ghost rider. This leads to Naomi Kale, the uh, mother of Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch. Naomi Kale has her three children, uh, Johnny, Danny, and Barbara with Barton Blaze, a stunt writer. Freaking out about the fact that her son is going to be turned into a ghost writer, she ditches him. Mm -hmm. She takes her other kids and ditches him with his father at this with this stunt writing team. Mm. She then ditches her other kids too with another woman uh, named Frances Ketch, and they will. Those kids are young enough that they don't realize they're adopted. And Johnny is so traumatized by his mom just dipping with his younger brother and sister that he blocks away all memories of them. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know precisely what age he's supposed to be in this, but I gather that it is pretty young. I think he is a max of like five years older than uh, Danny. Mm. So I would, I don't know, but on that one, I can't imagine him being older than 10 when all of this goes down. Cool. I would guess closer to like five. Sounds right. Shortly after this, his father Barton is killed in a stunt accident and he is adopted by their friend Crash Simpson and his wife Mona. (laughs) The, uh... The couple is trying to decides to hide Johnny's painful past from him, probably seeing that he's repressed it all mm-hmm. and come up with a less sad backstory of a mother named Clara Blaze who just died. You know, at least they're trying. <laughs> I guess. By the best parents he's had. Uh, Johnny grows up relatively happy with them and gets closer and closer to his sister, Roxanne, until they have the incredibly awkward, as those of us who have step family have, those two fall in love. Cool. It's a thing that fiction loves to do that I really, really hate. (laughs) I guess it's one thing if your parents marry when you're, like, way older. Right. And it's still like, oh, just don't. (laughs) But uh, if you were raised with them, that's... That's different. That's... I don't like that. But that's not super important. Johnny's real mother, Naomi, would return to watch over him a couple of times, but gets chased off by Crash Simpson being like, hey, get out of here. You made your choice. You've done enough damage already. However, she is dying of a indeterminate fatal illness. Cancer? Probably cancer, but yes, it is, as far as I can tell, as far as I could find, it is not definitively listed anywhere. Cool. But... Dying and still desperate to save her oldest, Johnny, from the Ghost Rider curse, she makes a deal with Mephisto. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know I it'll know. fix this. 
I'll Deal get the devil the involved. Devil. Look, man, <laughs> that's going to come up a lot. What could go here. wrong? Everything. <laughs> it's going to come up a lot. It's not like the last episode we had a lady with a pentagram in her womb. What could go wrong? <laughs> However, as she's dying, Mephisto reveals that he, uh, surprise, surprise, betrayed her with a kind of monkey paws deal. In possibly the most Mephisto line I have ever read, he goes, well, he will not become the Ghost Rider, but he will still become a Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, God, I'm Mephisto. <laughs> oh. Dude. 10 out of 10 would deal with again. <laughs> oh my God. And then she dies, leaving her motorcycle behind, who will, which will eventually be found in a cemetery by her other son, Danny Ketch. Cool. Which means that that... Go, uh, motorcycle hung out there for like 10 to 15 years with no one realizing from what I can tell. And yeah, it's possible that someone like moved it there. I don't know. I'll try to have sister an answer Sarah. for that next week. Well, probably caretaker. So sister Sarah's grandfather. Caretaker is not a nice person. Anyways, <laughs> you don't even know who he is and you're not wrong. <laughs> no, we have, I, we read a little bit of caretaker in this. That's true. And it was not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the nicer of the two yeah. caretakers. That's <laughs> Sister Sarah. Oh, no. Anyways, Johnny, not knowing that there's apparently like six devil curses coming up on him, <laughs> is continuing to be raised a relatively happy life. That's a good number. Until his stepmother, Mona, dies. Or I guess adopted mother, mm -hmm. Mona, dies. She's killed practicing a stunt on a stunt cycle, because again, all of these people are stunt cycles. And while she's dying, while no one else can hear, she forces Johnny to promise her that he will not perform in the circus or in the stunt riders. It's fair. But he decides not to tell anyone mm -hmm. that he made this promise. Mm -hmm. So his uh, adopted father, Crash, keeps being like, hey. You should join this. You're like the greatest motorcycle rider I've ever met. And I don't know if you noticed, I'm getting old. And Johnny's like, no, I cannot. I cannot perform. I promise not to perform in this. Uh, leading a, to a strained relationship with Crash and leading to uh, his love of his life, his stepsister. I will stop bringing that up after <laughs> His adoptive stepsister. Adopted sister, again, it's still gross. does not make it better. <laughs> it's just more confusing. <laughs> to believe that he's a, just a coward. Cool. But through the letter of the law of this really specific promise he made, he continues to practice stunt cycling, not in the show. Which seems, I mean, she clearly just wanted him not to do stunt cycling. That's not in the faith, it's a promise. Yeah, no. He's <laughs> letter of the law, spirit of the law, just kicked it in the teeth. So he's kind of managing... To be mean to every single person in the way that he's answering this. Mephisto would be proud. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Also, he is super dating Roxanne without telling Crash. During this time, Crash develops cancer and learns he's going to die. Realizing this, he asks Johnny to take over the show again. Johnny says no, which causes both of them to once again call him a coward. Johnny is unable to handle the idea of a fourth parent dying, understandably. Mm -hmm. So, because this is just how it rolls in the Blaze family and the Kale family, he decides to make a deal with the devil. 
In this original story, it is a deal with the devil, not specifically Mephisto. Mephisto. It is later revealed to be <laughs> Mephisto. Zadkiel will later claim credit in a thing that I'll explain in a moment, though. Do they have, like, a like a family calling card? Like, when in trouble, call this, and then it's just the devil? <laughs> this came out, I believe, shortly after The Exorcist. Do you know when The Exorcist came out? 77? Okay, so no, this was pre-Exorcist, but this was the 70s... The 70s wasn't satanic panic yet. It was getting close, though. But, like, the devil was becoming much more of a thing. Mm. So this was, because I believe this was, like, 71, 73. 72. Oh, okay, so this is around the same time. So it's not... Exorcist 2 was 77. So it's not inspired by the exorcist, but it definitely is pulling from some of the same sources. And then the, the novel, which was a big hit, which led to the movie, was 71. Oh, so it might have been from the novel. I, I, that is not definitive. I know The Exorcist was a major influence on hell stories in Marvel, but mm-hmm. not specifically this one. But, like, there was just this view in the 70s that people just had occult books. Paganism was becoming a thing. Wicca was becoming a thing. Everyone mean, was freaked out. I, what? I think Satanism... <laughs> what do you mean becoming? It's been... Since everyone invaded the continent, it's been here. Well, okay. When I say (laughs) paganism and when I say Wicca, I mean, Wicca is definitively modern. Wicca is a 20th century creation. Paganism, I'm referring to kind of modern paganism as opposed to people who actually worshipped these gods in the class. Mm -hmm. That's much deeper differences that we're not getting into in my damn nerd (laughs) podcast. Yeah, because like, when's heyday for uh, Crowley? Crowley died shortly after World War II. Oh, okay. So these are the people kicking in with this stuff. I think Satanism may have started. And I oh, mean like, so when's heyday for uh, LeVay? I don't know on that front. But, I mean, like, Scientology is getting its roots during this time. Um, the world is kind of looking, or at least America is kind of looking for a modern faith. Mm-hmm. And that is leading to a whole lot of weird scares, too from church people being freaked out about this. Mm-hmm. But anyways, for whatever reason, Johnny Blaze just so happens to have a book to let him contact the devil. Oh, wow. I'm actually going to put my own headcanon theory here. His mom probably left it behind. Yeah. Not on purpose, but like she clearly has, I mean, she knew how to do it, so that would make mm-hmm. sense. But for whatever reason, he has an interest in the occult, possibly even just because of his repressed memories of his mother. Anyways, he makes a deal with Mephisto that uh, Crash will not die of cancer. (laughs) Technically, it's, you know, uh, cure him of cancer. Cure him of this disease that's killing him. And Mephisto's like, he absolutely will not die of cancer, I promise you. That's that's like what a first grader would do. (laughs) Oh, he won't die of cancer. It's a pretty classic demon thing. My father is dying of cancer. Mm. Save him. Absolutely. He's saved. But, I mean, as you're, as we can see from your laughing here, you see the very obvious flaw in his plan here. He'll die of something else. <laughs> Immediately. And I mean, like, the next day. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Let me guess, it was, it was an accident in yep. the show. <laughs> because Crash, not knowing that he's not going to die of cancer... I'm in the wrong field. (laughs) ...decides to attempt the new world record of a 22-car jump. Oh, my God. Being like, if I die, whatever, it beats cancer. But he doesn't have cancer. (laughs) 
He doesn't know this. It's even funnier. Also, how does Johnny explain that? Hey, what up? Made a deal with the devil. Undefined what I'm giving you. Or I guess it's my soul. Yeah. But, uh, I know you're not talking to me right now. You don't got cancer no more. What do you say about that? Still a coward boy? I talked to the devil. <laughs> I talked with the devil. What have you done? And the answer is, what has he done is, Crashed. crashed going over 22 cars. <laughs> Honestly, it's not coming up here because it's not important. But Crash Simpson was on a mission in Vietnam with Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. Oh my... What? Fighting supervillains. <laughs> the Marvels is a wild story. It's great, uh, but it is one of those that has feels no need to fall into like a modern timeline. Awesome. I think they go it's Siem Kong, not Vietnam, mm. but it's... Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's this world, it's not super important to this, but there is this uh, fictional Eastern country that kind of has become the fill-in for this happened at Vietnam because it was the 70s when we created this character or the 80s and, like, that don't work no more. I think Frank Castle might have also been involved in that mission. Probably. Like, it's wild. But anyways, Crash crashed. Uh-huh. Crash crashed and Crash is now dead. Yeah. Him dead. <laughs> Without cancer. Yes. He's cancer-free. Johnny, <laughs> devastated by Crash's loss. Well, he might not be cancer-free. He might have just died before the cancer could get him. <laughs> That'd be even better. It's like, well, let's <laughs> kill him now. He won't have cancer. <laughs> Very monkey's paw devil deal. Because he can't like, this cancer. Is, this is okay. classic <laughs> Mephisto. He's the biggest in Marvel Comics, and that includes Dr. Druid. I don't want to die of cancer. Okay, he turns around and shoots him. He what up? Cancer. <laughs> All right. But Johnny, devastated by Crash's loss and seeking to honor the memory of his foster father, immediately attempts and makes the jump himself. Then, Mephisto comes to collect his soul, but Roxanne, time, in a timely intervention, appears and declares her love for Johnny, and in a true, or thanks to the true pure nature of her love drives Mephisto away. I'm just hearing the Sting song in my head every time you say her name. <laughs> Rocks. And no, no, no. You have to do it in the Moulin Rouge version where the guy with the really, like, gravelly voice, so it's not Rocks. It's Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, the last time I heard that version, me and my friends had also smoked some salvia and... Oh, I was on Mushrooms. It was not better. No. <laughs> I've never heard this version, and I'm sober, so... I actually really like Moulin Rouge, but yeah, do not watch it on hallucinogens. That's exactly what I'm gonna go do now. Hey, kids, don't do drugs. Or do, I'm not your boss. Um, now, Zadkiel will claim that he just kind of, like, snuck in during this time and uh, infected him with the spirit of vengeance mm -hmm. that is Zarathos. That does not make sense mm -hmm. with anything else. And as we covered... None of this super makes sense, but, like, I just... This is the spot that I cannot... I think Zadkiel is lying. I think Zadkiel has created other spirits of vengeance. I do not think he created Johnny Blaze. Right. No, the original creation of Johnny Blaze, obviously written to be the devil, sounds like something Mephisto would do, which makes sense, because mm -hmm. Mephisto's the devil half the time. Does not seem like Zadkiel's schemes. Now, that said... He does manage in kind of revenge because he, be, thanks to Roxanne's love, he cannot just take Johnny's soul. So deciding to kill two birds with one stone and be a to multiple people at once, he just sticks Zarathos within Johnny Blaze. 
transforming him for the first time into the Ghost Rider. Good for him. This Ghost Rider does not have the penance stare. He does not have the uh, chains. chains. He just has the flaming skull. He tends to transform at night as opposed to like... Like a lot of these characters, as we've discussed, he transforms at night as opposed to when storyline requires it. Mm -hmm. And then they really quickly went, that is super limiting. Uh, Also, this Ghost Rider does not demonically summon a motorcycle all the time. And there are some really weird uh, comic panels of him, like, hitching a ride. Oh. And like a sitting in the passenger seat of a truck, and I'm like, this is profoundly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how this is supposed to work. The ghost hitcher. <laughs> this will set up an ongoing thing where during the day, Johnny is attempting to be the head stunt cyclist of this ongoing show while dating Roxanne, while at night he has transformed into the mysterious ghost rider. On the note of him only turning at night being too limiting, we haven't talked about the character yet, but, like, in a much harsher sense, same thing happened with uh, Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night, we talked about it with uh, Damien Hellstrom. The Hulk had the same thing. Hulk originally transformed Mm -hmm. at night. That lasted about three issues. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, this is terrible. We need to be able to use this character more often. (laughs) During this time, Johnny... AKA also as kind of the ghostwriter will get involved with a local motorcycle gang who calls themselves Satan's servants. The hell's angels were becoming national headlines during this time. <laughs> I could tell <laughs> uh, the leader of this group is a man named Curly Curly Samuels who gains the ghostwriter's trust up until it turns out that Curly's body uh, was possessed by the soul of crash Simpson, his father. Whoa, okay. Mephisto enlists Crash in his efforts to gain hold of Johnny and offers him to return him to life as long as he betrays his adopted son. Crash accepts after being cast into hell in his death, probably as some fine print of the deal. Mm. Crash originally is going to completely just screw over his son until Ghost Rider is able to reason with Crash, reawakening his love for his son and his sense of honor, quote-unquote. Crash will then sacrifice himself to allow Johnny to escape from hell while making the Ghost Rider promise to protect his daughter, Roxanne. And then, as far as I can tell, never really comes up again, so Crash might just still be burning in hell? Which raises some questions when Johnny is the king of hell. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. I, I mean, okay, real world, I have a lot of issues with the concept of hell just as is. It's pretty bad. Putting it in Marvel kind of makes it worse for me because like we see these people sent there and you're like, Oh no. Man, mm-hmm. he jaywalked. Now he's, he's in the pit of fire. For right. Me. Like there is some people who, okay, but that's a, its own thing. Johnny will battle various people like, uh, the Satanist known as the witch woman. <laughs> wow. Uh, and various, honestly, pretty forgettable villains. He doesn't have a major, rogues gallery in Mm. nearly the same way that, you know, Spider-Man does. It tends to be demons. Also, Mephisto. Uh, He will meet and sort of befriend Damon Hellstrom. They don't actually like one another. Damon doesn't really like anybody. (laughs) He likes Jane and he likes Hellcat. He respects Blade. Yeah, 
He trusts yeah. his blade. Like, that comes up here. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about, about it. Uh, but during this time, Johnny and Roxanne will travel across the West trying to escape Mephisto, stay safe, and keep their uh, stunt cycle team afloat. Roxanne also is the only person who does not stunt cycle, which I think is a major missed opportunity. They could be like the Flying Graysons, but with motorcycles, and I'm down for that. Be fun. Also, I grew up knowing some stunt cyclers. Like, I, my parents are super into motorcycle culture, so uh, it's just cool. And it tends to be both people are involved. Anyways, in San Francisco, and it being San Francisco specifically isn't important. It's just where that happened. Roxanne is tricked into renouncing her love for Johnny, allowing Mephisto to almost claim his soul. Oh, so that's an ongoing thing? Oh, yeah, no, he's still... Oh, so he for this entire date. original run, <laughs> Mephisto really wants Johnny's soul. So he had to keep dating her, or else? <laughs> well, here. This is going to lead into one of the wildest Ghost Rider stories of all time, where he is saved by a mysterious, long-haired, and bearded mystery man who really? would only tell them that he was a friend. No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Not, but yes, we're going to have to break... Out for a second here. This was supposed to be Jesus. This is a two-year ongoing story where a friend will appear and help out and yada, yada, yada. Mm. And this is supposed... Clean your feet, you know. (laughs) And it's clearly, it is like 70s hippie Jesus. Uh I don't think he's wearing the full robes, but he's wearing the, like, white linen still, like, Mm. whole thing. And it was supposed to reveal this, uh, the writer whose name I'm blanking, but he's a a pretty big 70s writer. I think he's also the guy that created Black Lightning, but not important to this. Mm. Gary Friedrich? No, I'm going to stop talking. But this guy was supposed to have it. The Ghost Rider was going to literally be saved by Jesus and have the devil burnt out. Mephisto was going to be chased away by his saved faith. Was he you a Baptist? Your... No, I don't think he's even overly religious. I think he just thought this would be interesting. He would still have his ghostwriter powers, but he would now be working in the name of God. A editor named Jim Shooter, who is an extremely controversial editor, but I am on his side on this one saw that this was about to go to print. They had finished the storyline. They had, like... I mean, it it was about to start printing off copies, and he's like, nope, 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 no, 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 no. We're not doing this. And according to the writer, tore it all up and rewrote it himself. I doubt he actually tore up the issues. And this guy, who is a man who is known for his opinions and is far too white for some of the opinions that he portrays. When he's talking about Black Lightning, he's like, you are wrong about this. They're like, dude, you maybe should not be the one telling people this. But anyway, it's not important. Um, Describes it as one of the three worst decisions ever seen made in comics. He's not said what the other two ideas or like other two worst ideas are, but I desperately want to know. I do too now. And also... I don't like Jim Shooter, but, like, he's right. <laughs> Ghost Rider's now a Jesus freak is not a route I necessarily want to go. It might be Gary Friedrich. Tony Isabella. Oh. oh, okay. Tony Isabella is a really important and really good comic creator. He just 
the man has his opinions. And I was right, he did create Black Lightning. But anyways, back in the world of Marvel in the 616, saved by the long-bearded, totally not Jesus guy who's actually totally not Jesus, Johnny believes this man to be a quote-unquote heavenly figure and someone offering hope and salvation. Huh. Uh, he would continue to have run-ins over time before this would be revealed as a trick of Mephisto. The friend is just a demon hoping to trick him and bring him to hell for Mephisto. As he has, after this growing difficulty in controlling the Ghost Rider, he decides to leave Roxanne and go out on his own and would, for the next few years, just travel alone without the stunt riders, without the circus, yada, yada, yada. Mm. He would then join the Champions of Los Angeles. Did you see who the editors were that that were okay with Isabella's plans, which is why they got as far as they did. No, I didn't. Um, Len Wein and Marv Wolfman. Holy, okay. Len Wein is the creator of Wolverine, and Marv Wolfman is the creator of, among others, Cyborg, Starfire, and Raven of the Teen Titans. All good characters. Those two, I mean, Marv Wolfman also created Blade. Len mm -hmm. Wein created Swamp Thing. Yep. These are two of the greatest comic creators of their age, so I think it's really interesting that they went this route. Uh, I know Shooter was worried that it was going to be too limiting to be like, yep, Christians were right. Because the thing about, you know, polytheistic pantheons like Thor, yada, 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 while they're also kind of vague about whether it exists, like whether they're actually gods in those early stories, it's a pantheon. It's a polytheistic. You can have multiples and have it kind of work. Mm -hmm. God, you know, the Christian God is God. That's it. Yeah. It's hard to... Nothing else. Well, Tony Isabella's argument was, well, there's a hell, so there must be a heaven. And this has kind of led to our current state of, how does that work? The the answer is, just don't think about it. Well, and the, uh, the idea was given to Isabella to make it more explicitly like God or Jesus, rather than just up in the air, like we're already representing hell, let's represent heaven. Idea given to him by Steve Gerber. Gerber, who created the Man-Thing, and Howard the Duck, and will be coming up because he is one of the most interesting comic writers of his generation. A lot of really good creators had this really bad idea. <laughs> like, I'm suddenly doubting myself because all of those people, I trust them, but... No! <laughs> this is one of the most infamous, like, what-the-hell moments. Also... People are historically pretty sketchy about putting Jesus in superhero comics. It was supposed to happen in Swamp Thing and was reversed, too. But anyways, in another Tony Isabella book, uh, the Champions of L.A., just called the Champions, he joins the team. It was originally supposed to be uh, just a team-up of Angel and Iceman, but editors decided there had to be five members and one of them had to have his own ongoing series. So... To st help Hercules stop Pluto's invasion of Olympus, Black Widow, Angel, Iceman, and the Ghost Rider team up, forming the Everyman's Heroes. Okay. Working with a discount Quin Avengers Quinjet that the Angel bought off of, like... eBay. eBay. I mean, whatever the <laughs> 70s equivalent of eBay was. The champions do not last long... Largely because they are a team with no real reason to be together and no real thing connecting them. I kind of like the champions, but there's a reason that they didn't 
last. stick. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is Hercules, Black Widow, Angel, Iceman, and the Ghost Rider. Later, the Russian super mutant Darkstar and the Black Goliath will join. Uh, but, I mean, none of these are, like, the Avengers were called for the No, these guys are just kind of there. It, it happens yeah. with super teams. You need some kind of big connecting factor. Uh, during this time, Ghost Rider will also unwillingly become a member of the Legion of the of Monsters and uh, fight and kill a character named Starseed among them. Over this time, uh, Ghost Rider will lose more and more control. Well, I guess Johnny will lose more and more control of the Ghost Rider as the demon who he is not yet aware is named Zarathos. Got it is exerting more and more control. He will also, or he gives up his career as a professional stunt rider and loses his title as world champion stunt rider to Flag Fargo, who is a man that's been kind of like nipping at his heels for a while. Mm -hmm. Johnny then goes on to join the Quentin Carnival. Although he doesn't remember it from his childhood, it feels like home to him in his demoralized state. Uh, While a member of the carnival, he forms a friendly rivalry with Red Fowler and uh, another rider, and flirts with Cynthia Randolph, a journalist for Woman Magazine, who was following the carnival for reasons. We should say in the 70s, carnivals were a much bigger deal than they are now. So someone following a carnival and reporting on the wild things happening is less... Strange. Yeah. During this time, he will discover that Zarathos is Zarathos, and he will go up against a villain named Centurios, who is... He was... I haven't read these issues, so it's probably questionably done, but he was the shaman of a Native American tribe. In some versions, the prince of a Native American tribe, whose people were killed by Zarathos, and he sold his soul to the devil to get revenge, as one does. Yes, because everyone could just call him. Correct me if I've got that wrong there. No, you, you have it right. It's just even wilder than that, because, like, he was... He's native, and, like, that happened. Like, his people combated Zarathos and got wiped out, and he sold his soul. But he then went to Egypt to learn magic? What? Yeah, it's very <laughs> Sean Connery's character in Highlander. Um, you think the devil gets tired of being called all the time? As we've discussed, I think Mephisto just gets bored. Like, so, like... Do you think he, like, put out... Like, I'll put out a hundred books. Like, you know, we'll, have, like, we'll do that. And then they get copied. And then he gets, like, calls every night from people. He's like, I didn't give you a book. And he's just confused. How did you get this number? (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) God. I feel like that happens a lot. Oh, and he also created the third Sin Eater, which... We're not going into the Sin Eaters. No. They kill people for their sins, sometimes purifying them. Sometimes they just did. They ate the sin. Mostly they think Sin Eater's a good name, and so we've been running with it ever since. I think I've played a game. The the Sin Eater was an old school kind of lore thing. Yeah, Sin Eater does tie back into some uh, indigenous traditions. Got it. Johnny and Zarathos will continue to struggle for control, pretty much actively fighting each other for who controls the body, until the return of Roxanne Simpson. Uh Uh-oh. Roxanne is looking for help after a small town has been overrun by Centurius and the Sin Eater. Johnny becomes the Ghost Rider to fight Centurius and uh, learns through him about his feud with Zarathos. The fight ends when the demon and Centurios become bound within the Crystal of Souls, freeing Johnny Blaze from the Ghost Rider. 
Johnny then buys the carnival that he's been working with, sells down with Roxanne, and gets uh, and has two children, Craig and Emma. This is the last time we see. This is, it comes out in about 1981, 1982. This is the last time we see Johnny in any serious way until the early 90s. Got it. His story is supposed to be done at this point. Years later, Johnny will hear word of a new Ghost Rider operating out of New York. Thinking that it's Zarathos free from the crystal uh, and bound to a new person, Johnny goes to New York and kidnaps the new Ghost Rider, Danny, but quickly <laughs> learns that Zarathos isn't involved, that this is a completely unique Ghost Rider. Also, during this time, because it's the 90s, he starts smoking cigarettes, wearing a trench coat, and grows out a... Uh, ponytail. Mm -hmm. It's actually not a bad look for Johnny, but it is very 90s. In a fight with Danny Ketch, uh, Hellfire passes through Johnny's shotgun, transforming it into the Hellfire shotgun, which is everything it sounds like. It's a shotgun that shoots Hellfire. It's pretty great. Yeah, I'm always down with Hellfire shotgun. They become buddies, and he also ends up, and honestly, I couldn't figure out how he ended up with this. It might just be Danny infected it too, with basically another hell bike. Hell cycle, technically. Uh, because his motorcycle also often has flame wheels and can do things that normal motorcycles can't do. He starts teaming up with Johnny, and they become weird kind of buddies with him operating as a mentor, as someone who has dealt with the Ghost Rider before and mostly works on focusing this Ghost Rider, who is much more about punishing the innocent, or not the innocent, punishing the guilty, protecting okay. the innocent. That's like 100% backwards. Yeah, I'm helping this guy punish the innocent. That's what I feel like that's what Mephisto <laughs> wants them to do, but keeps forgetting. I mean, either way, he gets bodies in hell, so I don't think he cares. And they start going around having their buddy time. His wife, however, is not thrilled with the fact that Johnny has become involved with the world of the supernatural again. Oh, considering that their entire courtship was basically, ah crap, I've been infected by a demon. Right. Johnny joins the Midnight Suns, which is a loose affiliation of various supernatural heroes that I'm so excited for us to have a thing on, uh, including vampire hunters like Blade and Hannibal King, uh, Morbius the Living Vampire, Danny Ketch, yada, yada, yada. Here's where he first meets Caretaker. Now, we will refer to... There are two people by the name of Caretaker. We will be referring to the original, who's only ever known as Caretaker, as, as Caretaker. Caretaker. His granddaughter, who is also a Caretaker, which is a title as well as just... A name. Caretaker of anything. As Sarah or Sister Sarah. Vengeance, who is basically another ghost writer, we will come up... We will describe him later. He's not that important to this other than the fact that... Vengeance is like if you first designed Ghost Rider in the 90s. Yes. He's also a cop who really hated <laughs> the Ghost Riders, who becomes infected with one, but then became super popular. So he started to be, like, uh, with the fans. Mm -hmm. So he started to become a hero. It, it's a very Venom thing. He pops up as, like, the evil version, and the people liked him. So he's, like, the anti-hero version. <laughs> it's a quick switch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, vengeance, blaming... Johnny, for the downfall of his father's career, goes on to target the carnival. 
Uh, he Johnny teams up with the Midnight Suns to stop Centurios, who's come back again, Ooh. and Lilith, who are aiming to free Zarathos. I don't know why Centurios is trying to free Zarathos. I uh, will presumably know later, because I'm going to be reading these Midnight Suns stories soon, uh, I assume some level of I want to kill you myself sort of thing. Lilith also is a demoness, not the daughter of Dracula. There are two Liliths. It is confusing. Ooh. Isn't one of them dead? Always forget that there's two of them. Yeah. I did not know that until just recently, to be honest with you. Uh, around this time, the caretaker would reveal that Johnny and Danny are, in fact, brothers, which will bring them closer together. The Johnny and Danny then work together to form destroy the physical form of Zarathos, which causes Danny to temporarily disappear. Yeah. This is kind of what I mean. Zarathos is not a spirit of vengeance at this point. He is starting to resemble what the spirits of vengeance will be. He's got the flaming skull head on his own now, while other previous appearances of him, he just kind of looked like a bone monster. Um, <laughs> he, he was figuring out the flame stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's very 90s in this. He's got huge... Skeletor. <laughs> little bit, and he's got such huge shoulder pads. He's mm -hmm. got like Liefeldian, Rob Liefeld shoulder pads. Uh, while Johnny is is growing closer to Danny, his life is falling apart. Johnny's children are kidnapped by a rogue blood agent known as Regent. The blood... God, this is the hard part, because like most of this stuff will come up more in the Danny story. Zarathos. I like that. He's showing him a picture. It is worth your time to look up. I'm telling you, shoulder pads. Those are awesome. Um, and spikes. And blue flame. Uh, the blood are a, a demonic race. We've mentioned them in passing in earlier episodes. They were kind of a 90s mystical thing that people have largely stopped talking to. The caretaker is someone involved with them. We'll get into it next week. But they were just messing around. Johnny rescues his children, but he learns that Roxanne's made a bargain with a demon named Regent to remove the Kale family curse from them, not wanting their, old or their oldest to become a ghost rider. Doesn't turn out well, I'm guessing. No, no. <laughs> Just as Johnny and Roxanne start to deal with this, Roxanne is killed by a foe of Danny's, Anton Helgate. Ouch. And his children are once again kidnapped. Oops. This is the second time they've been kidnapped in two paragraphs of research. In a busy summer. Johnny kills Centarius and swears on Roxanne's grave that he would rescue his children and rebuild their carnival home. Somewhere during this time, he has also been injured by Hellfire and had a cybernetic covering, like shell, put over part of his body. It gives him kind of a cybernetic half face and like arm. It's kind of a cable look. Mm -hmm. It's not a good look for Johnny, but it was a very popular look in the 90s. He will remove his cybernetic shell during this time, I think, realizing that it looked really dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> He will then go on to confront Icebox Bob, an undead serial killer <laughs> that would reveal to Johnny that Emma and Craig, his kids, are being held by Baal, a Mesopotamian god who's become a demon. Of course he knows that. <laughs> He's Icebox Bob. Johnny crosses dimensions to free his children on a mission with a mystic Wendigo spirit and the angel Uriel. Johnny is reunited with his kids, but they would prove temporary as they would yet again go missing just a few months later. Third time. Johnny goes on to help his brother Danny, and they discover Jennifer Kale, a sorceress who we have talked about before. 
uh, is related to them. Jennifer will attempt to help Johnny find his children, uh, but they fail and she ends up disappearing. During this time, Roxanne is returned to Earth to serve the demon Blackheart, going by the name of Black Rose. Roxanne initially has no memory of her past life, but Noble Kale, after he takes over Hell, Noble Kale being the first ghostwriter of this line who comes back, and that's complicated, we'll get to it. Um, I'm sorry, I'm saying that a lot. Uh, Noble Kale returns her memories, but she decides to let Johnny continue to believe she's dead as she felt he had moved on. Also, somewhere during this time, because this storyline is, as far as I can tell, just dropped and abandoned, partly because Ghost Rider was canceled. Mm-hmm. Johnny's kids die. It's never covered what happened oh, to them. Okay. It's just later revealed that his kids are dead. Dead. All right. Awesome. Okay. I had to go <clears throat> looking to find that, too. Like, it is. And it's literally just. It's revealed that they're killed in unrevealed circumstances. It gives me... I just finished reading the first Dune book again, and it gives me a feeling when his kid dies in the, the last raid at the end of the book. What up, like, by the way? Your kid's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Leto... Uh, the second. Leto the second is... That confuses me because he's got his dad, Leto, Leto the second, and then his second son, Leto two, which is the rudest name. And then but, his grandfather. But over here. So. Johnny... I'm assuming traumatized by all this, decides to move on and gets a job as an accountant. What? And a new girlfriend named Chloe. Wait, he's... But he ran a carnival. <laughs> what do you mean he's an accountant now? I assume accountancy is involved in running a carnival. <laughs> okay. Someone's got to pay everybody. That's right. Hey, what? Um, this story was bringing Ghost Rider back after Danny had disappeared, after all of this had gone on. They had Just kind of... Face. Yeah, it was, uh, this is the beginning of what I was referring to as phase three. Got it. Johnny still has a connection to Zarathos, however, and Zarathos begins regenerating within Johnny. This would cause Johnny to again transform into the Ghost Rider, leading Johnny to hit the road and quit his job. Which is, he was not happy in his job. It, I mean, the whole thing was kind of like he found a normal life and was trying to live it, but was not thrilled about it. Yeah. Uh, this Ghost Rider is different than we had ever seen before. He is less talkative and has uh, a more indifferent personality, caring less about the safety of innocence, yada, yada, yada. He also, at this point, is where he first starts developing the penance stare, and it's where he first starts getting the chains. This is where Johnny becomes the Ghost Rider we know today. Mm-hmm. Desperate to escape the curse of the Ghost Rider, despite the fact that he seemed super bored not having the curse of the Ghost Rider going on, this is a very Ghost Rider thing. He hires Gunmetal Grey, a mercenary, to kill Ghost Rider. Grey enjoys pursuing the Ghost Rider, and in a particularly malicious way, finally has him cornered at a biker convention. Despite Johnny's previous attempts against... I'm sorry, I'm reading that paragraph like verbatim, and one, I try not to do that, and two, it's not very good. Zarathos and Johnny, during this time, as Gunmetal Grey is trying to kill them in this convention, make peace and kind of properly merge in a way that they had not before. Okay. This is where Zarathos starts being considered a spirit of vengeance, too, which is what confused me. For years, I thought he was no longer possessed by Zarathos. I thought it was just a spirit of vengeance. Kind of made him the ghost rider, or the ghost rider he was supposed to be, not a Ghost Rider that Mephisto did. Mm -hmm. But from this point on, uh, same seas. 
However, being bonded to the Ghost Rider and uh, truly merged, Johnny ends up in hell. <laughs> Just sent to hell. I assume Mephisto finally catching up to him. There, he's tormented by demons every night and is made whole again at dawn. He attempts to escape through the gates of hell, uh, but he can't outrace the Horde. It's a very Sisyphus. This story is written by Garth Ennis, who I know you know, Tyler, and are a big mm -hmm. fan of, but it's a very... It's Garth Ennis writing Ghost Rider as opposed to a Ghost Rider story. Like, there's some authors that, like, are their author first and foremost as opposed to, like, uh, the character first and foremost. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's just you're like, oh, this is a Garth Ennis story. That is the cover I think of when I think of Ghost Rider, though. The the flaming the flaming skull, skull from uh, issue number two of the Road to Damnation. Yeah, it, the the miniseries itself is called Ghost Rider: Road to Damnation. I believe Clayton Crane does that art. He is mm -hmm. Clayton Crane is an artist that anytime he draws people, it creeps me the hell out. But anytime he draws something like demons or the Venom symbiote or the Ghost Rider, it's like the coolest possible thing. Like, That's probably why the rest creeps you out because he he can't. The stylization <laughs> doesn't look right. Yeah. It, it just it like uncanny valleys me. Awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> However, on his attempts to Sisyphean escape from hell, he is met by the angel Malachi, who offers a deal. If he captures the demon Kazan, who is loose on Earth, and brings him back to hell, Malachi will help him escape. Malachi also advises Johnny that both Heaven and Hell have sent out their own agents, uh, men known as Haas and Ruth, to hunt down the demon. Johnny agrees and is sent back to Earth. That was fast. Yeah, but I mean, he has the whole job thing. Johnny encounters Haas and tries to fight him off. Doesn't really work. But during the fight, they bypass a bus in which Ruth was on. Ruth attempts to narrow down the opposition by attacking and killing both of them and takes Johnny's bike. Johnny and Haas team up and make their way to Kazan's location. <laughs> Ruth, however, has beaten them there, but all three are shocked that hordes of demons have exploded onto Earth. Kazan is revealed that Kazan was summoned by Earl Gustav, the owner of Gustav Petroleum. You know, yeah. because that's what... I mean, actually, that's one of the most believable things of this, that the oil baron has summoned demons to bring a new, about a new hell on, hell on Earth. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. They're doing yeah, that now. That's fair. <laughs> Raising a new hell away from the old customs of the original. What? Uh, that's what it says, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm sick of the old rules. I'm making my own hell. Probably Kazan <laughs> wants to be in... <laughs> I assume Kazan wants to be in charge, and because he can't beat the hell lords or make it to their level, he's oh, just going to like... Because they won't buy his oil? Si no, no. This is Kazan, not oh, Gustav. I know. I'm sorry. There's a bunch of names here. Gustav, however, is loyal to Kazan and has been building a special drill with the assistance of his secretary, Miss Catmint, to design to, quote, punch a hole to the spiritual realm. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> Ghost Rider and Haas repel through the carnage and go after Kazan while telling Haas to distract Ruth. Wait, I thought... That, I'm so... I'm, this is what I get for just reading the sentence. Okay, so Ghost Rider and Haas repel the carnage and get through the thing of demons. Ghost Rider goes after Kazan. Haas distracts Ruth. Got it. That's what we have going mm -hmm. on there. I apologize. He confronts Kazan as they battle, and the Demon Horde returns back to the pit after Miss Catmint, which is a great name, admittedly, forces Haas to recite the Hymn of Recall. Oops. I don't know why Catmint's up to this, 
she's like, okay, I'm going to help my boss summon. Have you read Road to Damnation? This not. is more okay. I, um, I have really good memories of it because I used to flip through it down at the book exchange ah. back when I couldn't afford anything else. And I'm like, look at the pretty ghostwriter. That's true. It's very pretty ghostwriter. I just asked because I know you're, you like Ennis. I yeah. have a shaky relationship with Garth Ennis's work. I don't seek out Ennis so much as he writes a lot of characters that I write. That yes. I like. Oh, and when Ennis, yeah. I, I should say, when Ennis is writing is like clicking, he's one, I mean, he wrote mm -hmm. Preachers. He's one of the best writers in the business. When his work is not clicking for me. It's the other issues of Preacher. Yes. As, <laughs> well, and he traditionally dislikes superheroes and I traditionally really like superheroes. So we have big, I mean, we just conflict mm -hmm. on like, uh, he also writes The Boys. Like that's the superheroes he wants to write and I can't it's fair. stand it. I get why people like it. I should say that. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> Ghost Rider is relishing his victory, but he is... Oh, Jesus, this sentence. I love this sentence. Ghost Rider is, you know, celebrating having stopped this, but he is shot by a magic bullet from Father Adam, an ex-army ranger turned priest who was tasked by hell to assassinate Johnny, sending him back to the pit. But he's a priest. D... It's Devil priests bullet. are pretty common back here, too. Like, there's... <laughs> Fair. He doesn't have a white collar. He has a red collar. That's how you know. Malachi, the demon, or the angel who uh, sent Johnny on all of this, is revealed to be a demon. Ooh. No. Is revealed to be lying and that no one can save his soul from damnation. <laughs> Weird. As Malachi is explaining this... Ruth pops up and rips his wings out. Haas then reveals that Malachi and Kazan, who was named Micah, were actually brothers and have exchanged information in secret, granting both of them higher ranks in their respective realms, heaven and hell respectively. One state, one didn't rebel with Lucifer, the other did. But they kept in touch. It's very kind of a Xerophale and Crowley from mm -hmm. uh, Good Omens, but like... But like the shysty version? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear in this podcast too much, but bastards. Mm -hmm. The reason why Malachi wanted Johnny to uh, stop Kazan is because he didn't want Kazan to reveal the secret that he's been making deals with heaven. That's fair. I wouldn't end well for him. And Johnny, enraged and furious by all of this, spends the rest of his time in hell, but with, trying to do the same thing, but with Malachi chained behind him. So he's still being tortured every night, in being reborn in the morning, racing towards the gates of hell, but this time, a chained up angel bouncing up and down behind him. Can he really that? likes to do that to people, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> That's how he learned how to do it. I mean, he does it to Mephisto for our whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of cool. Johnny is set free, but Lucifer also escapes during the same time. What? Johnny escapes hell. Yes. Lucifer also escapes hell. Now, I do not know what version of Lucifer this is, because this is... Why? It doesn't line up super well with Marduk Kurios, mm -hmm. but he is the one who is traditionally defined as Lucifer. Why is he escaping? Because hell sucks, man. He could just leave. In this version, he cannot. Got it. Okay. Well. Lucifer himself does not have a physical form on the physical realm. Got it. In this story. This is another one of those things that you just kind of got to ignore everything else that came up before. But attempting to travel to Earth and escape with him, he is disintegrated into 666 
fragments. Each piece falls into a body of a deceased person and reawakens them. If each possessed body were to be destroyed, the last form would be powerful enough to be Lucifer's one true being and have reign over Earth. Johnny, however, needs to send these back to hell because, it turns out, having Lucifer in 666 pieces or one piece is all bad. <laughs> when one dies, the others get powered up, right? Uh, but they also can't kill themselves <laughs> because that's suicide and a sin which sends them back to hell. So they're having, like, there's 666 beings out there trying to, like, make their gestalt self more powerful by dying but they're having to f get other people to kill, kill them because they can't do it themselves and it's mostly johnny and each one becomes more and more powerful that is awesome uh, during this time he'll briefly become involved in the superhero civil war but in a very outside way mostly he fights the uh super villain jack-o-lantern who was murdered by punisher and came back as a demon it looks pretty dope he does look jack-o-lantern was kind of a Green Goblin ripoff and is much cooler as a demon than he ever was as a super forgettable Spider-Man villain. Mm -hmm. He also briefly gets involved with World War Hulk after he forces, after Johnny forces the Spirit of Vengeance to go confront Hulk and actually is powerful enough to, to defeat Hulk. He is the power of a god. But in the story of World War Hulk, Hulk was sent off of Earth by the Illuminati, which is Doctor Strange, Reed Richards... Iron Man, Black Bolt, and Professor X. What? <laughs> they tried to send him to, like, a Garden Eden planet because he kept breaking things, but they messed up. Something went wrong, like a meteor shower caught, something completely out of their control, and he instead was sent to... So they formed the Illuminati to send Hulk into space. No, they formed the Illuminati after the Kree Scroll War, and they this <laughs> with the idea of we'll deal with the bigger problems. Uh -huh. Oh, and Namor the Submariner. Yeah, um, and so they had the all seeing eye and the triangle. No, they just were dubbed the Illuminati. They didn't even call themselves the Illuminati. It's just the like name because it's the secret government of the Marvel Universe. The very Every once in a while, characters will like catch on to the fact that like wait somebody's behind the scenes it must be <laughs> the, the illuminati. illuminati but it's just reed richards being like what's happening guys <laughs> i don't know how to deal with people um it's awesome but anyways hulk is instead of sent to this garden planet sent to a basically hell world where he's forced to be a gladiator takes over comes back invades earth mostly because someone came up with the name world war hulk and it was a pretty cool name also he conquered hell <laughs> i mean not okay i should not have used the term hell because it is not applicable in any of the way it's just like honestly it's thor ragnarok but with the hulk instead of thor that's fair i like mm -hmm. that because they didn't have the rights to make a hulk movie so they just did yeah much less happy story but anyways, Hulk manages to knock out the Ghost Rider, meaning Zarathos takes over. However, Zarathos got no issues with the Hulk because, man, the Illuminati is not the innocent and the Ghost Rider only protects the innocent. So he just dips. He just takes off. Mm. And then everyone else is like, oh, no, that's bad. Johnny continues his fight against Lucifer, who I'm going to keep calling Lucifer because we never approved anyone else who it is. Uh, but he gets his help from a woman named Dixie, 
who has tracked down another of Lucifer's fragments. This time... This gives me Constantine vibes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Anyways, they end up with there are only two fragments left. I'm just kind of going to skip forward to make this simplify this a little bit because it's for the most part, this is the important part. One of them is brain dead. The other is all ready for this to happen. Johnny goes and confronts the non-brain dead one. They keep the brain dead one with Dixie. Mm-hmm. Which is a smart move. Yes. With the idea of they are going to kill this one and then they're going to kill the brain dead one before he can, like, try and reawaken himself. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing going on with the, uh, one of the fragments has taken a Little League host- team hostage. Whole bunch of, like, real dark... This is a very dark story. This is not superhero comics. This is... Your Constantine reference is very apt. Yeah, uh, kind of skipped over the part that the one is brain dead because of Johnny. That's true. So Johnny... Like, the plan was to... Make him brain dead? Basically screw one up to the point where, like... You kill it Even if it gets super-powered, what's a super-powered vegetable gonna do? Thank you for correcting me on that one. There's there's a lot in this story. Yeah. Uh, it is the... Johnny defeats the not-brain-dead one, but before he can kill him, it is revealed that he is actually an agent of heaven thanks to the angel Zadkiel. Lucifer reveals this to him. He makes a deal with it. He's like, hey, don't, you know, heaven's been jerking you around this whole time. Why would I make Ghost Riders? That doesn't make any sense. You want to help team up? And he's like, of course not. And then blows up the thing and then kills the other one. And Lucifer is sent back to hell. Cool. Where he belongs. It's during this time Zadkiel will claim that when Roxanne prayed for Johnny's soul with the true love driving off Mephisto, that's where he snuck in. It doesn't really fit with anything else we've been covering. Zadkiel decides that it is time for a new rebellion against heaven. And he starts this whole process. During this time, Johnny meets a young man named Lucas Collier. Collier? I assume Collier. C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Who briefly died and went to heaven, only to return terrified of angels. That makes sense. No, that's that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Johnny tracks him down, uh, hoping to learn to away to heaven from him, but instead learns that Zadkiel was enslaving souls as part of his attempts to siege heaven, and that Zadkiel had agents on Earth to ensure no one living stopped him from spreading the word of what he was doing. Basically, the gates of heaven get closed because Zadkiel is straight on a siege. Unbeknownst to Johnny, Danny Ketch, who had been freed of the Ghost Rider had become a servant of Zadkiel because he had become like an addict. Mm. He wanted free of the Ghost Rider curse, but the moment it was gone, he literally couldn't live without it. Zadkiel tricks Danny into thinking he's doing the right thing and that he needs to hunt down every Ghost Rider and remove the spirit bonded to them as to prevent corruption. Unaware of the fact that Zadkiel was using the power that he was stealing from the other riders to get more powerful, to break the walls of heaven, to take over. Uh, It eventually kind of becomes a thing of, like, we know that the two brothers will come to blows with one another. uh, Johnny uses the pen and stare on Danny, figures out everything that's going on. Danny uses the pen and stare on Johnny, which left him temporarily broken. It it, It ends up being a very 
uh, uh, even battle with Danny mostly going to win because he's been help getting some of the power he's been stealing from various things. But he is saved by Sister Sarah, uh, who drags him to a safe house where they meet other ghost riders, including the Chinese Bai Gu Jing, the Muslim ghost rider Molek, and follow them all to Japan. Basically, a magnificent seven of ghost riders is happening at this point. Sweet. It won't end poorly. <laughs> it's very poorly. <laughs> uh, while all of this is going on, a new vengeance, a former deputy who Johnny had used the penance stare on, has come into possession of a Hellfire shotgun. I don't know if it's the Hellfire shotgun or just another one, another one that he was planning to use on Johnny. Going from Japan to the City of Skulls in the Congo, Johnny and his team plan on making a last stand against Danny and Zadkiel. There, they're met by two other ghost riders, Baron Skullfire and Marionette uh, Boachech, along with their phantom riders. Johnny, at this point, snaps out of his depression that he had gotten into after Danny had pen and stared him. Uh, more and more ghost riders are falling. Ketch starts creating duplicates of himself from Hellfire to fight for him, and he makes a deal with his brother that they would race around the world to decide their fates. During this race, Johnny is injured when Vengeance, the second Vengeance, shoots him with the Hellfire shotgun, <laughs> allowing Danny to take his spirit and win. Oops. Releasing the power of all the spirits he had gathered to heaven, Johnny returns to the City of Skulls, his brother... This part is so confusing. I didn't like this run, I should say. That's part of my problem with this. Johnny returns to the City of Skulls without his thing. Danny releases all of the spirits into heaven, breaking the uh, walls, finds out that he was played, and is banished back down to Earth. Along this lines, it becomes sort of Sister Sarah and Johnny fighting a losing battle guerrilla effort against Zadkiel, sometimes with Danny helping out, but no one really trusting him. Uh, during this time, they will face off Kid Blackheart, who we mentioned in the uh, uh, Damon Hellstrom episode by his real name, Anton Satan. That's right. Which is apparently supposed to be pronounced Shaitan. Mm. But it's Anton Satan, and I'm going to call it. Uh, Jane Cutter, Damon Hellstrom, and Johnny, Danny, and Sarah join forces to defeat Zadkiel in heaven. Well, to get to heaven, Damon and Jane ditch them, and the other three go to heaven to defeat Zadkiel. Johnny and Danny both attack Zadkiel, but are quickly defeated, causing the souls of Johnny's dead wife, Roxanne, and their two children to encourage him to continue the fight. Meaning, Roxanne has died again. Where? <laughs> also, this is where we find out for sure that his kids are dead. That sucks. <laughs> Johnny rallies the other spirits of vengeance, because they're all in heaven, I guess. Uh, who Danny had tricked into returning to heaven to fight alongside them. During this fight, Zadkiel finally realizes that he was that he he can't ever become God, the god he wants to be, and is defeated and banished to hell. I am going to try to have this so much better covered in the Danny episode next time. I really <laughs> apologize. I really hate this story, and it shows as I fail to explain it. It is, in my opinion, the worst writing Jason Aaron ever did. I know a lot of other people like it, so that it's just, it did not work for me. Uh, during Shadowland, which is a bit where Kingpin, Kingpin's doing a lot of stuff during that time, but more importantly, Daredevil has taken over the ninja clan The Hand and is slowly being possessed by a demon known as 
the beast. He took over the hand? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Kingpin and Lady Bullseye perform a mystic ritual to summon and control the Ghost Rider as part of a plot against the hand. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider is forced to travel to Japan and confront the hand, who he finds he is unable to directly combat due to magic the hand employed to bind him. Before he provokes them into killing him, Johnny's soul travels to a white void where he speaks to God, who told him that he was being returned to Earth as he was still needed. God also sends along a battalion of Black Host warriors, uh, angels who in some versions helped out with Zadkiel, and some versions are just, they're a, a specific kind of angel. Got it. Uh, the killing kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. travel along to fight alongside him as gratitude for Johnny's role in his defeat of the rogue angel Zadkiel. With the Black Host to back him up, Johnny's able to defeat the Hand with ease and is freed from the Kingpin's control. Johnny, back from Earth, thanked by God, becomes once again concerned about the curse of the Ghost Rider, probably due to the fact that he's now been banished to heaven or hell about six times. And that's not even me exaggerating. That's just the last hour of our lives discussed in Mm -hmm. a sentence. He's approached by a man who calls himself Adam, who claims that he can uh, rid Johnny of the Ghost Rider spirit forever. Does he offer him an apple? (laughs) Johnny believes it's too good to be true, but decides to go with it anyways, because it's kind of his whole thing at this point. Uh, It turns out that Adam instead just cursed Zarathos into a new ghostwriter, a woman named Alejandra Jones, who we will cover much more significantly in a later episode. Alejandra's awesome. She is pretty cool. I'll take Uh, it from you and give it to you. (laughs) But the, the quick skip through of this phase is that Alejandra tries to cleanse an entire village of sin and instead accidentally turns them into kind of zombies. Mm-hmm. Not undead, but like their personality is gone because they have no sin. They have no... They have no choice. Half of their personality is just sort of gone. Yeah. Uh, Johnny convinces her that she's being used and offer, offers as a mentor for her for a while. Uh, at the end of the story, John, uh, the spirit of the Ghost Rider is returned to Johnny, although Alejandra also seems to have a spirit of vengeance with her at that point. And while no longer possessed by Zarathos, she still has the powers. Johnny then joins a group known as the Thunderbolts, which is the Red Hulk, the Punisher, Deadpool, the Agent Flat or the Agent Venom version of Venom, and Ghost Rider himself. That's pretty deadly. This is a lot of the like anti-hero characters getting together to do the the stuff that no one else can or will, and the it of work. course goes terribly. While attempting to take down a former member known as Mercy, a villain known as the Red Leader, who is just the leader, who is a classic Hulk villain who's been tweaked, so he is now hit by Red Gamma. It's not important to Ghost Rider, but there is a thing in Hulk stories where there is like Hulk and Red Hulk, Mm -hmm. She-Hulk and Red She-Hulk. The leader is the same person in both cases, but he just changed, like was hit with more radiation and became the Red Leader. Gotcha. It, it's not important to this beyond the fact that the Red Leader uh, temporarily removes Zarathos from Johnny, who's then killed by a swamp demon. At the completion of this mission against Mercy, however, time is reset and Johnny is once again alive and the Ghost Rider. Punisher then goes on to leave the Thunderbolts, but decides to seek revenge upon them. Punisher also removes the Spirit of Vengeance from Johnny by using Mephisto's sword. Johnny is grateful to him for this and leaves the gun Thunderbolts to leave, live a life free of the Ghost Rider. The Punisher then uses the Ghost Rider's skull against the Red Leader, seemingly locking him into a permanent penance stare. 
Mephisto also takes the Red Leader to hell and returns the Ghost Rider to Johnny. He's just being like, that was fun, have this back. (laughs) How rude. Next time we see Johnny, he is recruited to a new Midnight Suns by Wong to help free Doctor Strange from Mephisto's trap in Doctor Strange Damnation, which we've read before. Basically, if you did not listen to that episode but are listening to this one, Doctor Strange brings... Las Vegas back to life after it was destroyed. However, he accidentally brings a portion of hell with it, bringing hell on Earth. Doctor Strange tries to make a deal with Mephisto for Mephisto and hell to go away while bringing Las Vegas up, but he cheats at Blackjack and is caught. Wong brings about the uh, new Midnight Suns to stop Mephisto, and part of their plan is for Johnny to take over hell. Mephisto frees Johnny of the curse and kills him. While waking up in hell, Johnny and the Ghost Rider just go on a buddy cop adventure through hell. It's a great story. We already read it. Uh, Taking over the thing. Mm -hmm. Taking over the entire land. They defeat Mephisto. Mephisto is locked away in Hotel Inferno, which is just a portion of hell on Earth. Doctor Strange promises that he will not leave him there forever. He will come free him. But the thing to remember during this time is that time moves differently in hell. So for what was maybe a couple of weeks for everyone on Earth while everything is still going down is like centuries for Johnny. And he slowly starts to lose his mind. He starts taking the power of other ghost riders, needing, feeling like he needs to do this to be powerful enough because people keep trying to rebel against him. This is what we've been reading, so I'm just going to go through this part real fast. During this time, he attempts to race Robbie Reyes for the Ghost Rider power, but is defeated by Reyes and the Avengers, who are like, Hey, you're falling apart. This is a problem. You need to, like, get this taken care of. He's like, No, I've got this. I'll be fine. He also attempts to recruit Danny Ketch to basically be his Ghost Rider on Earth. Danny refuses, so he takes the Spirit of Vengeance from Danny and drops Danny off of a bridge. Danny then goes to Limbo with the help of Sister Sarah to get a new spirit of corruption instead of spirit of vengeance as something to stop Johnny. Johnny, also during this time, kidnaps Mephisto and starts dragging him around behind him on a motorcycle, uh, trying to torture him into giving him power and information that he needs. This story is then canceled by covid and in a single storyline, a single issue to try to cover this, Johnny is convinced that he has lost too much control. And I am super speeding through this because we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. in like just a moment. Uh, he is convinced to relinquish control of hell back to Mephisto. Uh, a new Ghost Rider series has just started. I have read none of it. Only two issues are out. So all I'm going to know is that apparently Johnny has kids again. And I do not know if those are oh. Craig and... Ellie or whatever her name was, Emma? Emma. Or if it's new kids, or I don't... I've got no idea. It's supposed to be very good. It's been getting good reviews. I just... Well, I know on the official Marvel website, they haven't updated it to reflect it, because it still says... uh, What were the... Emma and... Craig. Craig. Presumed dead. Who knows? Like, I I mean, this series is pretty interesting uh, or like it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting Ghost Rider just turned 50 so they're putting a lot of like let's put some real effort into him again but um yeah alright 
Let's take a quick break. That took forever in a day. And when we come back, we will discuss our readings. So all of our readings for this one was Avengers. It's like 25 through 20 or something. It's Challenge of the Ghost Riders, as well as the most recent Ghost Rider miniseries. And we did King and Black Ghost Rider as well? Yep. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I read a lot of stuff, so it's just... Um, Challenge of the Ghost Riders was written by Jason Aaron with art by Stefano Caselli. Uh, this Avengers run is not wildly popular, apparently. I keep hearing that, mm. but I actually... It's one of my favorite Avengers runs in a lot of years because it kind of feels more like a classic Avengers yeah. to me. It, the team is a dedicated, like, seven people... They are dealing with worldwide threats, but it's not like, and now the universe is destroyed, and we have to, I mean, I loved Secret Wars, but, like, we're allowed to have some smaller scale stuff. And by smaller scale, I mean, like, countries are terrified of them, and Namor's up to crap, and all sorts of wild things are happening. I will say, I think Stefano Caselli is one of the best Avengers artists, like, Avengers specifically, of the last 20 years. For whatever reason, this artist is like my guy when it comes to Avengers. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about Challenge of the Ghost Rider before we dive into the Brisson Cooter series. And Ghost I'm Rider. I mean, this made me happy because I just love the character Ghost Rider, but seeing them contrasted against each other makes me so happy that we have Robbie these days because... Robbie is more interesting than Johnny or Danny to me. Fair enough. Uh, well, and in this one, we also get Frank because we have Cosmic Ghost right. Rider. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, Cosmic Ghost Rider <laughs> He's is, amazing. Is, is phenomenal. But um, uh, just as like people, whenever Danny or Johnny were not ghost rided, I was just like, I don't care. Danny was kind of created to be an everyman. What I like about Danny is his ghost rider, and we'll discuss this next week, his ghost rider is like what I think of. Mm -hmm. He is the definitive ghost rider to me. Johnny's a jerk. Danny's kind of bland. Johnny's a jerk. Robbie's just this kid that's trying to, he's hard just trying kid. to get through. I'm actually trying really to provide excited for him and his brother. Story. Yeah. Yeah, I like the panel where Hellstrom asks, does your base always bleed blood on the walls like this? No? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird to me that Cap didn't know who Damon Hellstrom was. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Especially because, and then this is, it comes up in an earlier Avengers issue of this run. They talk about the fact that Cap keeps meticulous files and he makes every new Avenger study them and will do, like, flash tests on them mm. of, like, the controller, who's this? So-and-so, who's this? Uh, we, we see it a little bit here. Carol has kind of, uh, Captain Marvel has kind of taken Ghost Rider, Robbie Ghost Rider, under her wing. Because there's always, in my opinion, in the best Avengers teams, there's always one kid that's the new kid. Like, you know, you've got the Trinity, you've got Cap Thor, Iron Man, you have some variation of the, I'm going to say B-level, but I just mean they're not Cap Thor, Iron Man. So mm -hmm. in this case, Captain Marvel and Black Panther and like great Avengers, but not. Not the, the headliners. Yeah, not the top three, not the big three. 
And then they put in Blade, which is always, I always love a wild card. And then they, oh, and She-Hulk being one of the, like, great Avengers, but not big three. And then here's our new kid with Robbie. So Carol kind of adopted him and him being like, I saved the world. I don't need to do this. And her being like, come on, bud. <laughs> You've saved, saved the world once. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. And we appreciate you. But like. That's a slow week for us, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's, this is how wild they decided to go of having the new Avengers base be in the corpse of a celestial. Which is interesting. Instead of the mansion is pretty, oh, that's pretty tight. I actually really <laughs> love that. Um, it's so extra, but if you're going to have Blade and Ghost Rider on the Avengers, then there of you course go. they're going to be hanging out. If you're going to have Blade on the Avengers. Also, it'll come up with the Robbie episode, but he ghost rides a Celestial, and it's pretty cool. But does he ghost ride the whip? Let's just keep going. <laughs> uh... Oh, man. With Cosmic, just because he'll come up later, but He's we don't... Insane. I don't think we currently have a full Cosmic Ghost Rider episode planned because he is more... Because he's Cosmic. Yes, Cosmic side. I was telling a friend about this, and he was like... I had to talk very fast to convince him that I wasn't disrespecting Cosmic Ghost Rider, who should just permanently replace our Punisher. I'm just... Fight me. Um... Be okay with that. I like him so much better. He's insane. Enough. Oh yeah, I, no. I love Punisher, and I'd still be okay with that. So he's got a kind of Deadpool element to him, uh, but I don't mean that as an insult. Deadpool no, can be overused, chaos. but yeah. Mac, yes. you have much less experience with Ghost Rider than us, having to delve into all these issues. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, I think Cosmic Rider is probably the coolest one. I like his armor, and he just. Does what he wants. Did you notice that he's got the Punisher skull on his armor? I noticed he had a skull. I didn't make I mean, it's not like definitively the Punisher, but it's, if you look it at is. it, it's, yeah. I did notice that his name was Frank, and I was like, huh. <laughs> we will get into it. He is an alternate universe Frank Castle. You know what? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, he had a, we thought Johnny had a rough time. He's had a rough. I was confused that. Uh, the kid's uncle was possessing the car. Yeah, Robbie is a interesting case. That's going to be uh, an episode. He I, gets his own, Robbie is two episodes down from us. We're doing Danny it. next time, and then we're doing Robbie after that. Robbie is getting an entire episode to himself, despite being by far the newest one. Mostly just because he's so much cooler than any of us thought he was going to be. It's he's awesome. Uh, I also enjoy. Are we just talking about the Avengers run? Uh, I mean, we can jump into the other one if you have further thoughts. Part of the reason we chose this is because it uses... I didn't assign us accidentally the Extreme Carnage crossover, so we didn't get the episode with Alejandra in it. Mm -hmm. But we got all of the other Ghost Riders in one right, go. Right, right. Which is part of the reason why we chose it. And this does a really good job, I feel, of like making each Ghost Rider feel different. Yeah. They are very distinct. The race uh, where they explain, right, when he, when, during the race where he gets stuck with all the other Ghost Riders for a little bit, was interesting. You get to see a flavor of everything from the past to the present of what Ghost Riders can be. And it kind of, that whole story arc where, like, we don't belong here, we also can't go to heaven. We're just, we yes, just we're exist. we're here. Yeah. There's the little one with the striped shirt. That's short that line guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shaughnessy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I was confused why a toddler was there. 
Oh, what's his name? He's he's a kid from the Bronx in like the 1920s. Okay. Um, I do think it's interesting that it's revealed during the race that at this point, Johnny has now been the Ghost Rider longer than anyone else has. Yes, and he's powerful. And I don't know if that's because he's been ruling hell where time rules differently, so it's been centuries, or if just that's like on Earth time. Johnny, thanks to that, Johnny's time on as Ghost Rider is kind of like the Doctor's age in Doctor Who. You just don't worry too much about it. Did he defeat all of them as well in a race in hell to gain their powers? I'm not 100% sure. It kind of feels like he was only going after active Ghost Riders because they're not like going to Earth and doing their stuff. Those they're, are... They're retired. Yeah, those are dead Ghost Riders. Uh, one of them we see die in the main series when she's killed by the spirit of corruption. Mm. Which is awesome, by the way. And I'm pretty sure we see... Yeah, but that costume is just garbage. Knuckles O'Shaughnessy. That's it. What a name. (laughs) My name is Knuckles O'Shaughnessy. Let's... uh... Oh, man. Yep, had to look that up. I'm pretty sure you see Noble Kale in the background there. Yes, you do. Uh... I made a note of that. There is one point where someone claims that they ate Noble Kale, but it sure didn't seem to... Stick. Yeah. I don't remember. Does Spirit Rider appear in this one? The all white with Yes. Yes, in the background you see Spirit Rider. Okay. He's not going to come up in our other Ghost Riders. Technically, Spirit Rider is the first Ghost Rider, but not in the way of, like, all of the stuff we've been talking about. Mm. He was a character named Ghost Rider in the Marvel stories who was a Western hero who wore all white with a white mask and a white horse and a big white hat. An actual ghost. Yeah, dressed like a ghost. And he was kind of problematic because he used Indian magics and stuff and also later used potions to mind control a woman into falling in love with him. Um, Okay. He sucks. Yeah, he sounds bad. His ghost has come back in the modern day. He is sometimes associated with the ghost riders, but it tends to just be like in the background because... None of his story has anything to do with the Ghost Riders. Does that take place? I'm trying to figure out the timeline. So the Avenger run. The Avenger run takes place before the uh, Ghost Rider run. The after. Cool. So he stood, he stayed in hell after losing that race. And they continued about consuming other people for power until Doctor Strange got involved. Yeah, we see him put in charge of hell and damnation. And they're like, we're going to come rescue you. Mm. The next time we see him, he is starting to come unraveled because he's trying to rule hell alone and deal with all of this as is. Mm. He is defeated by um, Robbie and the Avengers, but mostly Robbie, who points out that maybe trying to do all of this by yourself is not a good thing. Like, Johnny is the ultimate loner of Marvel, mm. but it's not working. No. But he decides to stay in hell because, I mean, the problem is you, someone has to, like, they're right. Someone has to be in charge of hell. But we kind of see him at least partially listening because in the next, next time we see him is the beginning of, well, not just that, uh, at the beginning of the Ed Brisson run, which is the, the series we ran with art by Aaron Cooter which I'm pointing out because I think Aaron Cooter's a very underrated artist, especially for Ghost Rider. I didn't, I wasn't won over when I first heard he was doing it, and then he was great at it. He goes to Danny for help. Immediately. Yeah. 
I, and we don't know how long has passed between challenge for him between challenge and yada yada. But he's realizing that he needs more than he has. He needs someone to back him up, but he also still has this like I have to rule hell. I have to be more powerful. If I have to become the next Mephisto, whatever, gotta do this. He turns him down, throws Danny off the bridge, yada, yada, yada. And it, uh, you can see how he kind of falls more into, I almost hate to use the word corruption because we're about to talk about the spirit of corruption, which is different. Mm -hmm. But he gives into that hell impulses Rage. because he did reach out, but he wrote, reached out to Danny who wants nothing to do with this. But you can't blame him. No. Danny got the short end of the stick in this run. Danny got the short end of the stick in every run. It's bad. Yeah. He got... <laughs> he was free, and then he goes to the cop lady, and he's like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, she was the romantic interest in the original series. Yeah. You'll meet more of her for next episode. But they can't be a thing, because she has a husband and kids. So he's like, whatever. <laughs> and then he goes to caretaker, or whatever. Sarah. Sarah. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And willingly tricks him to get messed up by Velasco, who looks amazing. And I like the way he looks in this run. Velasco? Compared to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like it's a different from the too. 80s. It's so weird. Limbo's a strange one. I like it. Uh, and then kills his weird... Centaur oh. thing. Yeah. It just reminds me of the of the things in Elden Ring with the six arms that attack you. Oh, that's funny. It reminded <laughs> me, actually, of a completely different video game. Um I believe, like, they almost the exact same design, except not green, mm -hmm. was, like, the upgraded form of, I think, some of the, like, knight-on-a-horse units you could get in Shining Force 2 back in, like, the Super Nintendo, one of the early, you, early right. entries in the, the Shining Souls series. But See, I had... People fight this in a D&D campaign I ran in college. Like, there is something about the centaur evil demon centaur like that's just... Lance arms? Cool. It's yeah, awesome. and the big... I have... A is there a Digimon that also looks like that? Yes, yeah, Centaurmon. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I would bet money that it's probably Centaurmon. Uh, but yeah, like, she tricks him to go there. Lies. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets changed with the blood in the face bright side he gets a cool sword downside he gets a terrible costume i like the costume personally you're with me on this one yeah hmm? not feeling his spirit of corruption costume not feeling the spirit of corruption. i liked the original spirit of corruption design i thought that was the worst part of danny catch becoming the spirit of corruption was because the other one looked so cool i haven't seen the other one but We're, well, well the, the necrosis the, the, the centaur one. Oh, got it oh, yeah, yeah that one looked amazing uh, uh, the other thing I don't like is he no longer rides a bike. We see in the King and Black one, he's riding, but he's on just like a demon horse. Yeah, which is fine. I, I guess, but he's still a goat. He's still a rider. That's true. I guess he's calling himself Death Rider at this point, but like... But he's not the same. He's like this weird amalgamation between both realms. Now. That's fine, but if you're going to be an amalgamation, everything else he has is the very limbo spirit of corruption. Mm. Give him the motorcycle. That's fair. Fair. I, I just like motorcycles, okay? <laughs> I don't have I don't have a feeling one way or another. I just I thought he looked cool. I like his sword. I like how he stabbed Frank and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> With the argument that Frank is not corrupt. Yeah. Which I kind of see an argument for. It's not saying Frank is pure or good. It is saying that he not. is not corrupt. He has completely followed his own ethical 
to a T. Guidelines. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is terrifying when you think about it. I do kind of like that, like, Wolverine and Frank kind of like both like Danny. They're like, God, this kid's got it bad. Like, right. <laughs> and they've teamed up with him a couple of times. There were too many series in the uh, 90s of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Punisher, because they were the three most popular anti-heroes, or in some cases, just most popular characters Marvel had. Yeah. So putting them all together in a series was just... I think the art style for that run worked really well. Uh, out of all the art styles we've seen through all the different things we've read... I think this one fit the story the most for what it was made for. Uh, Cause you have like that modern feel to what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's crisp. So when you look at like the demons and stuff, they're like, that doesn't fit. They shouldn't be here compared to like, that's just a city with people. And you can like, it's see... not just Aaron Cooter, but he is the main artist on it. So that's why I was saying his earlier. Um, like when you see the little girl and she has like the half demon face, half little girl face, she's like, can I borrow you for a moment? And she means, like, you as a person, not just your time. I was like, that's really cool. I like that. That's, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're glad to see, obviously, Johnny get pen and stared and go back to Johnny. His I've become corrupted and I'm becoming the true king of hell look was pretty cool. Awesome. The scene where he's... You're giving me the I don't it was like all it right. Like, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite either. I just liked him with horns for some reason. It oh, reminded yeah, me of something that I just can't put my finger on, but... Well, I mean, it's kind of generic demon, too. Yeah. We are admittedly... Well, I mean, it's kind of Darth Maulish, but that's not uh, what I was, that might that's be not why what I was getting it. at. Um, well, and it did really show the, like, when he gets purified and goes back to his Ghost Rider form, having that, like, you have to make him look pretty monstrous demon to have his classic Ghost Rider form be like, oh, good, <laughs> he's feeling better now. <laughs> he's still on fire, <laughs> but he's fine. Uh, the fight between him and Doctor Strange was really good. I know you hate Strange, but I am definitively on Strange's side. On, on this side, this one. I yeah. agree. Uh, this, is, this Strange that came from Damnation is my favorite Strange. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. So this, I liked ha- his interaction, trying to like reason. Uh, like, Danny, and Danny, stop! And then the fight they had was just really good. It was just well drawn. It had really good pacing. I and it, well, it reminds me of something that. It doesn't really get brought up directly in this reading, but through all the retcons that have happened to Johnny over the years, he's also had some ginormous power creep and Ghost Rider. Yeah, because there's anybody just... possessed by a spirit of vengeance at this point is considered super heavy hitting. Mm-hmm. And super he's cool. the heaviest hitting of them all at this point. Um, and the demons like. Like, they are terrified of him. Like, over and over again, they're like, we just wanted to leave because we've served our time. We're done. Like, we don't want to keep getting punished. Like, yeah, what? but they definitely <laughs> they need to killed people to take yeah. over. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay. They're, they're, they're demons, so you can't... This they... is my problem with hell. I'm kind of on the side of, like, yeah, dude, let them go. And then they're like, I killed this person, took over their soul. They're like, like, then you have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not get this? You failed at step one. <laughs> now you have more penance. I do think it's kind of funny, and I know, as I said, this series was canceled abruptly due to COVID. Mm. The ending felt rushed. That's because it was canceled abruptly due to... (laughs) It was not supposed to end. He had... I'm pretty sure it ends with, like, next, and then the next storyline, and we don't get that storyline. They had to just... I mean, it was finished, 
and they were kind enough to give him a single issue to tie up some plot points. Which I appreciate that they did, mm -hmm. but it did lead to a very, like, head whip of a disconnect of, like, well, what were we supposed to do, Johnny? Like, we couldn't put Mephisto back in charge, and we can't leave the thing vacant, so we don't have an answer yet. And then the very next issue, well, we have to like put Mephisto, Mephisto back in charge. <laughs> we're putting him back down there. <sighs> Better the devil we know than our buddy. I like that, though. Well, and they were so clearly, and this is a mistake on my part. I didn't realize there were one or two side issues that told some story without being, like, a direct issue. Mm. Because there is an issue a little bit about what Lilith is up to. Because we see oh, her a uh -huh. few times of... Um, trying to take over. Trying to take over. And we see some more of her plotting. I do like her little Vespa demon girl spies. Um <laughs> And they're like, oh, man, Lilith. I mean, the Midnight Suns were originally formed to take on Lilith. Like, Lilith would be scurry if she took over. What happened to Wong after he got pinned and stared? Because that was a rude thing to do to Wong in the first place. And all we see him is he's screaming, and then we never see from him again. I know, yeah. Wong's just laying he's, around he's screwed up somewhere. Messed up. Um, I want to say we have seen him since, and he has some level of recovered. But I can't. I mean, his, that his best friend is Doctor Strange, so I, for he, sure he's probably the he has the best likelihood of recovering from that. Out well, of and if else. anyone's going to actually be able to help you, it's, it's Doctor Strange. Strange. Like yeah. that's for good. Or for also, bad. that's the second time I think Doctor Strange has been pen and stared. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter because he got pen and stared in the '90s for sure. Right. Um, might be the third. And they also say they mentioned that all his pen and stares against demons are slowly corrupting him because adding the part of that demon into him, like a, that's like an explanation of why he's been going insane down there because he keeps well, penance staring everybody. Technically, against the demons, he's using the damnation stare. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same. Like, yeah, he is, uh, I guess, taking in part of the demon's power in the process. I do like that when he comes to Earth, he's like, it's time to chill. And he's just wearing, like, a red polo shirt and sunglasses Some, and no shoes. And he's like, walking around. Yeah. JK living. This I is, smell all the sin. This is how you relax. I'm like, you're still in New York, man. That's like, I don't care if you're the devil. That's just gross to walk Put through that. Put some shoes on. That's it. It's, <laughs> it's him walking out, though, from hell into that portal. And then he's standing in blood and dead bodies. He's like, this is the life. <laughs> I am free. <laughs> I just want good things to happen to Johnny, just for the experience of it, kind <laughs> of. No. No, it's not, it's gonna, not gonna happen, happen. yeah. <laughs> no. uh, I am disappointed that at this point, Danny is going to just disappear again for a long time until he comes back, and he will probably have, in the interim, gotten rid of the spirit of corruption, but now miss the spirit, because this is like the third time it's happened to him. He He doesn't generally doesn't know how to deal with not having the power anymore. Which it sure seems like that's happened to, happened to Johnny, too. So, like, there is some sort of... With Danny, it's almost an addiction, but there is some level of, like... Control. I don't know if it was, like, I was special and I just missed that, or if it was just actual addiction, or... I kind of want them to try to roll with him being... What did he call him? Spirit of uh, Death Rider. Death Rider for a bit. It's not a great name, but... Better than Necrosis. 
as he points out. Yeah. <laughs> he does point that out, yes. <laughs> I um, agree with I you. I just, he needs I a new outfit. I feel like you could just blend him a little more with the classic Ghost Rider look and feel and find somewhere between... Get rid of the green the, armor, just give him leather. Green leather? Yeah, and a sword. Green leather, you can keep most of the helm, but don't make it so weirdly tall, because it kind of makes him look like a cone head. And give him a motor, give him his classic hell cycle back. With green flames. Yeah. Easy. We're done. Keep the big sword. Yeah. You the, strap it on his back. The <clears throat> nightmare from Soul Calibur sword. Like It's a cool sword. Also, when he stabs Frank with that, he's just he just one hand's like <laughs> Which is crazy. That's not a stabbing sword, by the way. I know like it's that not. is <laughs> A lot of blood came out and Frank was fine. I like to point that out. <laughs> I think the most telling statement of all time is Wolverine, of all people, being like, I've been through some stuff, but man, nothing like what they have to go through. Like, <laughs> you go to hell regularly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's after he grabbed Wolverine's head and burnt half of it off. <laughs> Which is pretty brutal when you think about it. That's a rough way to go. You live in a place that is constantly under construction because it gets destroyed every other month until you guys move to Krakoa. And that's kind of got his own stuff going down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this just made me happy. I like yeah. reading about Ghost Riders. It's fun. It good. I was sad that it got canceled as early as it did. I thought this could have... I mean, I didn't think it was going to go much longer anyways because these days it's hard for a Ghost Rider series. Any series usually is lucky to last 30 issues anymore before mm-hmm. a relaunch. Uh, mo- I mean, for years, most have been the 12 to 20 range. I think this could have gotten at least 12. We got seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was the best, and we knew this going in, if this was a great Johnny story, although we did get plenty of Johnny in yeah. it. Yeah. And one of the more interesting versions of Johnny, of like, falling apart and trying to deal with being the ruler of hell as opposed to, I must be free of the Ghost Rider again. He's ruthless, yeah. Again. I don't have much else to say on it. It's I just simple. really enjoyed it. it. It is kind of hard with these stories with, like, witches, like the remarkably bad ones we've read. There's a lot to talk about because we're making fun of it. With the remarkably good ones, there's a lot to talk about it because, holy crap, Doctor Strange Damnation. But with the ones that are like, this is a really good, solid, B plus, A minus, everything you should get out of a comic book series and uh, describes this character well, we're like, oh, cool. It done a good job. Way to go. (laughs) Huzzah. Yeah. Mac, any thoughts? Questions? I don't hate Doctor Strange in this one. I like the sword. The horse can go or stay. I don't really just make the horse into a You have significantly horse. less issues with that than me, but I'm just, that's fine. I don't have a background with motorcycles, though, so. Speaking of the horse, I do want to point out, because we mentioned Phantom Rider, uh, Carter Slade's usual haunt. Uh-huh. Bison Bend, Montana. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't like Carter Slade. Um, you're not supposed to. And they turned him into a villain. Uh, I like the version that's in Ghost Racers, but... Yeah, the version... But, like, zombie centaur cowboy is way cooler than... 
what he normally is. I said we weren't going to. I think we might cover very briefly Carter Slade's story in our other Ghost Riders ones, just to have it out there, because it's worth talking about, but it's not really a classic Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, but... By being the most classic Ghost Rider? Yeah. It's kind of like the Alan Scott Green Lantern. He's a Green Lantern, but doesn't really fit the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, Your weakness is literally the color yellow. <laughs> no, his weakness was wood. It was all the others that were weak to yellow. <laughs> yeah. uh, I won't ever forget that. Next time, we will be covering Danny Ketch. So basically, the middle half of this episode, but from Danny's point of view, uh, we will be reading, I think our biggest reading list so far, it is Ghost Rider Volume 3, Issues one through, I believe it was 20. It's the the uninterrupted numbers that they have on Marvel Unlimited. It is by Howard Mackey. I do not remember the artist off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. I will have it for next time. We've never done anything like this before, where we're just reading the true intro of a character and his first year or two as they figure out who the character is. Should be fun. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I'm just like that little eight-year-old being like, ooh, who's this, who's this skull man on a motorcycle? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's all the time we have set aside for our lesson today. For those of you staying on the island, the forever game of Elden Ring starts soon. That's every game of Elden Ring. Yes. Yes, it is. So I'm learning, and my free time is decimated. <laughs> Red fingers for life. For everyone else, we hope your cruise back to the wild world of nerdery is swift and safe and super fun. Bon voyage. Thank you for listening to this episode of Noob Island. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, that would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.